Hi there, and you're back with myself. Um, and if you're joining me for the first time, welcome. If you're coming back, thank you for um, coming back to my podcast, um, all about journeys, journeys to wellness. And each week or each time I talk about different journeys that we take, and especially coming from the child self, the inner child, um, and the trauma of the child that we've gone through. Um, at the moment, there's a lot of passion, and I felt inclined to really address this passion, this passion, this energy that is we're swept up in at the moment, especially people that are coming from African-American or Afro-Caribbean heritage background, like myself, um, who is really feeling the pain of what is actually happening in America as I speak. So racial divide, you know, divide of people, divide of different opinions, separatism, duality of stepping in and stepping out of who you really are, embracing the truth, denying the truth. You know, all this is going on at the moment. There's a lot of confusion. And when we talk about collective energy, collective consciousness, you know, it's a, it's a journey to understand what that means. So I wanted to start today with reading something that I read quite regular and it brings me back to when I'm angry or upset about something, it brings me back to my own realization that I am at one with peace within myself and the disruption in my external world can sometimes cause that imbalance. In all of us, we can wake up feeling something's wrong, something's not right. Um, afraid of something that we're not even sure what we're afraid of. So I want to read something from the Baha'i Holy Scriptures. Um, and this is by no means um, anything to do with my personal religious um, feelings or or my, I'm not, I'm just reading it because it's something that was given to me about 20 years ago and it's still very relevant in my life today. So. Let nothing grieve thee, and be thou angered at none. It behoveth thee to be content with the will of God, and a true and loving and trusted friend to all the peoples of the earth, without any exceptions whatever. This is the quality of the sincere, the way of the saints, the emblem of those who believe in the unity of God. And whatever God means to you, whatever however you feel towards you know you could be a um, an atheist it doesn't matter we all come with feelings emotions we all have thoughts we all have choice how we choose to live our life and that's in fear or pain but let's bring it back to the current present situation of the pain that's happening in the world and I was thinking about this in regards to the different journeys and the, when we think about discrimination, discrimination of women, discrimination of people born with disabilities, people born with, you know, um, issues that others would not understand, um, people that have learning difficulties, you know, we if you're if we're different, sometimes we're seen as being we're seen as being not normal or not 
conforming or fitting into what is expected of us. And what's that about? You know, this is where I think, you know, our our wounding begins when we believe at an early age that something's not right, that something's wrong with us. When we look at the collective energy of um, racism in people that sometimes don't even know their races, we have to think about where that comes from. And as I've said before previously, you know, no child is born hating. No child is born with a thought process of destruction or injustice or inequality towards fellow man. We're all born the same. We all come from the same and we all go back to the same. And that is to, you know, to to spirit, if you're open to that. I'm particularly interested in in, um, inequalities and diversity. And especially here in the UK where, you know, we have our own problems. Um, The same that are in America, um, but they're on a much subtler level. And some people would say that, you know, there's a uprising that happens every so often because of inequalities and injustices. But let's take that to the level of spirit nature. When we think about our wounding and we think about that time when, you know, something was done to us or something was shown to us that wasn't very nice, we have to understand that our wounding is something that we learn to protect and that's where our defense system comes in and we have five major defense systems that come from the the Freudian perspective um, five major characteristics and those are the oil which is the needy the masochist the psychopath the rigid and the schizoid so when we break that down to our defense system What is it that we're defending in our wounding? What is it about our wounding that we have to protect? Well, if I was made to believe that I was lesser than who I am, then I grow up believing that. That's my, one of my core major beliefs. And I have to protect that. If I'm a woman that has been um, in a compression chamber all her life where she's been submissive or made to believe that she has to be subservient to the male dominance, then that again is something that she will believe. And only us as human beings are able to break down those belief systems. So those belief systems in us that really form our development And as we grow and develop and emotions start to kick in, we start to understand at a very early age that life really can be difficult, you know, especially like in our 20s. And I see a lot of young people at the moment that are so angry, especially a lot of young black people, young, young black people that are so angry. And I think about growing up in Bristol in the UK in the 80s and what I saw in our black community was um, and I think I can say the same for in in America there was a lot of children that were born around the time when the crack crack the drug crack um, the epidemic took hold of a lot of women's lives a lot of people's lives 
So that detachment from self, that detachment from that self-love really started at a time when maybe children were being born, youngsters were kind of seeing the pain of their, their mothers and their fathers. And we're talking about people in general. It wasn't just the black population, but as we know, you know, poorer communities or disproportionate um, communities um, are largely affected on a variable higher kind of rate than people coming from a more privileged background that can that can hide that or they can they can manage their life. But going going on towards um, growth and development and um, seeing that children coming from that generation, children now in their 20s going into their 30s are carrying that ancestral generational fear and pain and wounding. So the question people are asking, why are they looting? Why are they tearing down um, institutions? Why are they breaking up their communities that they have to live in? You know, young black kids and white kids, minorities from all backgrounds. Why is this happening? Well, every so often there has to be an uprising. It's, it's, it's like a volcano that is waiting to erupt. And if there's a disproportionate inequality in human in human um, human rights, where humans aren't treated, or certain groups of humans aren't treated proper properly, then it makes sense to think that you know sooner or later there's going to be that that eruption. So that's what's happening now. But the thing is, it's been happening for quite some time. Some people, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that have been watching the way that the co collective energy is kind of been gathering. We've been going towards the light for quite a long time now. And when we're going towards the light, people say that, you know, it causes the darkness to get stronger. So we're, we're in deep fear. We've been in deep fear for a long time we've become obsessive, we've become overindulgent, we've become greedy, we've become arrogant, we've become detached from what is what is true, what is what is what is reality. And now, you know, with all of this going on, when we think about, you know, the the um the COVID-19, the lockdown you know, this is happening for a reason, some people would say. It's given time for people, doesn't matter who you are, it's given time to people to actually breathe whatever is going on. Whatever the issues people had before COVID, they have now in COVID, and they will have after COVID. So this is a great time of transformation. It's a great time of transforming um, our pain. But in some ways we can't transform pain if we don't embrace our joy. And to embrace our joy, we have to really stop and actually think about how we can move forward as an individual. What, what do I possess that I can contribute to the world, what can what can I do as an individual, as a human being on this planet? What can I do to change course of how I think, how I feel, 
my past is always going to be there that story of my abusive father or my abusive mother or not being able to think for myself or being let down in some shape or form being neglected not being nurtured that was a part of that was that was one journey that you've gone through but i'm speaking to you as an individual that might be listening to this that is maybe looking for something to happen in their life that can make them change that can make them see things differently so i believe that yeah when i mean the the um irony of it is a lot of people are looting and burning down buildings because they're building down or they they're closing down they're burning down the pain inside of them and that pain inside of us it's like a it's like a decaying root that that has to be pulled up it has to be pulled out and we can't start a new journey until we let go of an old journey or come to terms with an old journey those defenses that we come from the neediness in us the neediness of the oral defense where we believe that you know when when we're not enough we haven't had enough the schizoid defense where you know we detach from the earth mother where we believe that we have to escape into any sort of addiction or anything that's unrealistic in a world nowadays where young people the only place they have to go is to the internet or into you know gaming or any sort of addiction or you know accepting any sort of abuse and then we have the rigid you know where the practical the practicalities of life everything has to be in its place everything has to be perfect before I'll be happy then we have the masochistic you know and that masochistic part of ourselves you know that that hurts ourselves before we allow others to hurt us self-harming self-harming is something that has been going on since the dawn of life where we we, we will harm ourselves before others can harm us um then when we think about the um you know the dawn of life where life every day when we wake up we have a choice and that dawn of life that dawn of thinking how do i want to spend my day well if we're affected by the passion that's going on collectively we're going to feel that you know i'm feeling it right now i'm feeling it for everyone that's involved i'm actually feeling it for you know the 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 young people i'm feeling it for george floyd's family i'm feeling it for every black american every black person on the planet that faces discrimination but i'm also feeling it for every woman every child every man of any race or color or culture that is feeling any sort of disproportionate discrimination i'm feeling it for everyone and that's a lot to do with that seventh chakra where we connect to everything we're all connected to the world we're connected to each other and from a buddhist principle nothing's wrong you know and it's hard for us to actually sit down and think about that actually if i come to my true self if i come to my authentic self if i tune in and center myself to my peace 
everything that's going on around me collectively, I can contribute to actually making the world a better place. I can contribute to that. But first of all, I have to deal with these emotions. I have to deal with my story. I have to deal with my past. And that is the hardest thing for any of us to do, myself included. I get angry. I get angry sometimes at the world. I get angry sometimes at white people that have discriminated against me. I I hold it. I know I do, but I'm working through it. I have been working through it for many years. As a child, you know, we we were rehoused because of um, a racist attack on our home, and I was about 13 at the time, and my mother was in hospital getting treatment for a mental illness, a mental breakdown. I was responsible to look after my sisters and to be the, the, the adult in the house. So I grew up very quick. But what I experienced was racism, bullying. I remember going to a friend's house um, because he hadn't turned up to play with me at the park. And his father opened the door and all I can remember seeing was his teeth. And I just asked if John was coming out to play. I was about 10 at the time. And his father said to me, never come back to this house. Never come back and no, John cannot come out to play. And slamming the door in my face. And the next day I went to school and I asked his friend, but what have I done? You know, why was his father so angry? He said, oh, well, his father doesn't like, you know, I won't say the N word, but that was the reply. So at a very early age, you know, I was confused at why am I different? Why does someone dislike me? Because I'm this, I'm different. I'm a different color. I didn't really know then about black and brown and racism. And those weren't words that were in my vocabulary or in my, in my, my life. Um, Yes, there was other incidents. You know, I've been a victim of police brutality in the days of, you know, what we call uprising. We don't call it rioting, but uprising where, you know, you're standing up for certain issues that need to be addressed, especially in the 70s. You know, we're looking at a time when there was a, a conscious uprising on the planet for all people to be acknowledged as one. and. You know, at that young age, I think you're very influenced. So when I see these young people, I can understand why they're angry. It doesn't excuse behavior, but you can't behavior trying to logistically or rationalize behavior when there's so much anger inside of you and so much pent up emotion. That frustration, which is a component of anger, has to come out some way. It has to come out somewhere. And all we can pray for is that you know, lives are not lost because of acting in a moment of being irrational or caught, being caught up in the energy of something that is, it can be self-destructive. So I would like to see the world, we would all like to see an ideal world where there's no discrimination from the Indian, Asian continent to the African continent to the European continent. People all over the world are starting to understand that the collective consciousness of humanity, you know, moving forward into a new dawn of life where things are changing in the 21st century, where we're going through a transformation, a new transformation, a new birth, 
of what life should be. But we have to go through our past. We have to let the the roots of the pain of our past as an individual surface. We have to understand that the human race is what I'm talking about. We're talking about the human race. And it's taken me many, many years to actually come to a place of understanding that we are all equal. And yes, I still feel sometimes the the scourge of racism, but does it affect me how it used to? No, because I believe that no one can make me feel lesser than who I am. And that can apply to anyone. Doesn't matter what sex, what gender, what orientation you're coming from. No one can make you feel lesser than who you are. And as Bob Marley talked about free ourselves from mental slavery, he wasn't just saying that to the black race, he was saying that to the world. He was saying it to people to free ourselves from mental slavery, to be able to no longer be slaves to any system that makes us believe that we have to be perfected in a way that we're going to be accepted. So when we go in to discover, or first of all, to uncover, to discover, to recover who we really are, to get in touch with our authentic self, you know, that is the true connection to letting nothing grieve thee, be thou angered at none, because it behoveth thee to be content with the will of God, And whatever God means to you, if it's the will of God, the divine God within you, the divine ego, you alone, we alone have the choice, and that is a God-given free will to either accept life and its past, as painful as it is, and come to terms and do something about it that can help to um, advocate peace. When we talk about the throat chakra, which I, you know, I, I, I talk about a lot because the throat chakra is about communication, rejoicing, speaking our truth. But we can't speak our truth if we're afraid of the consequences. We have to be able to speak our truth with the true belief that, you know, speaking our truth is going to is going to reach the ears of people that will maybe be offended, but at the same time, if you're offended by something, it means that you're defending something. Offense, defense, you're offended by something. So recognizing what your defenses are. When you speak your truth, when you're coming out in your truth, then people will start to respect that and listen to you in a way that people now, decades later, are listening to the words of Martin Luther King. They're listening to the words as well of Malcolm X. They're listening to the words of Gandhi. They're listening to the words of Nelson Mandela. They're listening to all the prophets, all the teachers, all the people, the ascended masters that came to this world that contributed to a world that they saw within them. And that is a world of peace. So I'm going to leave you today with that. Um, and just to say that whatever you're going through, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Today is not given to us, but if we have it, then take it. Live in the power of now. 
be at one with peace, but also be at one with emotions and fuel that energy, that fire in you to make in progress within yourself. Come to peaceful resolution within yourself. And once we can do that, then it gives us that power, which is coming from our solar plexus, gives us that empowerment to be stronger, to stand up, to and be more confident, self-esteem, self-worth, it all comes from the solar plexus and a healthy solar plexus chakra. So stand up and listen to what is going on inside of you. Listen to what the media, pick and choose what you need out of the media, but don't take everything from the media. You know, the knowledge is within us. We all know that. But sometimes, you know, it's hard to understand that when we are caught up in the passion and the pain of what the world is showing us. But this is a journey, my friends. And, you know, it's it's always a journey and we're always coming to a new journey. And the journey to wellness isn't an easy one. But thank you for listening to this podcast. And um, go away and have a great day or a great evening, whatever you're doing. And... Um, Again, I leave you with um, this word, this sentiment from the Baha'i Holy Scriptures. Let nothing grieve thee, and be thou angered at none. It behoveth thee to be content with the will of God, and a true and loved, loving and trusted friend to all the peoples of the earth, without any exceptions whatever. This is the quality of the sincere, the way of the saints, the emblem of those who believe in the unity of God. Take care and have a blessed day.